All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 11. How's it going, guys? Welcome back. Yes, Movie Night. Uh, So... (laughs) We got uh, this week. We got Creed two. We've got Widows uh, and Green Book with Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. But we'll get to that in a second. So, I, so some of these movies are faring uh, better with the critics than others. Yeah, we kind of messed up. We meant to see a bad movie, <laughs> and all these are doing relatively well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I assumed that one of these movies is actually going to be bad, um, <laughs> but it, it was all right. So. I guess I want to just start with how we were kind of talking about this, that I, I don't know that the metrics, so we're, we always have Rotten Tomatoes pulled up just to see what the cast is, to see... Yeah, it's like the standard, pretty much. And to see who the director is, to see who, who the film's written by, all that stuff. It just, you know, it's it's in there in the movie info. And then it also gives us some indication of where the community is, and, and not just yeah. the critical community, but the community of the audience as well. So, like... But what's interesting to me is that something like uh, Widows, we were talking about this, this movie currently is at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And Heat, which is, to me, one of the like gold standards of this kind of movie, this like heist movie, is at 86%. Yeah, but then the inverse of that is if you look at the audience reviews of Heat are at 94%. And then right. Widows is at like a 60... No, 61, you're yeah, right. Yeah, 61%. That's really interesting to me. So it's kind of like, where, what do you weigh in on and like, what do you how, base... And I guess my on? broader point is like, how do our expectations of what the movie is going to be like impact our ability to actually like objectively judge them? Yeah. yeah. And and is that even possible to objectively judge something after being pre kind of... After being exposed to some, so like I see Widows, I see it at 91%. I'm like, man, I don't know about that because just off the trailer (laughs) when I saw it, I was like the implausibility of the whole plot to me. Just it already took it down a notch. But So I went into it with a little bit lower expectations actually despite the high review and it still didn't take it there for me. But I I think my point is just that like – I don't know how effective this metric is because I do think it has to do with people's expectations of these movies. And and if Widows, maybe they saw the trailer as well and didn't think that much of it and then they went and saw it like I did and thought it wasn't that bad. So they give it a favorable favorable review and then it ends up at 91%. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to... I, I don't know. I think there's like a science to it and I don't fully understand. I don't know what exactly affects the Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it's either meter, up or down, but... right? So like say if you have... Some of these critics are out of five stars, and if you if if they gave it a three, then that goes into the, as a positive mark, and that's why I'm saying the metric yeah, is flawed. Yeah, but is that an exact number, like a ninety-one percent? I don't know. It I think that's like... an additional. I, I think what the way that they divide it up is just basically, is it a thumbs up or is it a thumbs down? If it's and a thumbs up, it, yeah, and then like just the volume, you know, volume versus. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. What you're saying is we need to get on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> so we can start as verified <laughs> critics so we can weigh in heavier. I see. I don't know. Well, I'm just I see I see some of the ratings on these and I just don't know that I get it. I guess that's my point. Um, but let's let's get into it. So Creed 2 Let's knock out 
these reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Creed, Creed 2. Two. Why don't you set this one up? All right. Creed 2 is the eighth film in the Rocky franchise. Is it eight? Number eight? Yeah. Now? Wow. Um, and it's the sequel to Creed 1, which is the sequel to Rocky 6. I don't know. Well, well, actually, and that, that's one point. Is This um, is actually kind of a sequel in a way to Rocky 4. Yeah. Rocky 4 is with the Russian... Right. Yeah, is with Ivan. And what that's the this is the continuation of that story. Yeah. So really, it's Rocky four point four point five. It's in there somewhere. Um, Chronologically, so if you're not familiar with the Rocky franchise, it is a billion dollar movie franchise. Sylvester Stallone wrote the script to the original Rocky. Right. And he held on to it for a long time because the studios didn't want him, and he came with the script. Right. So for a few years, this was floating around. It was kind of like his brainchild. And eventually it got made, and it was a huge deal. Everything has parodied Rocky in some way or referenced Rocky in some way. Or been inspired by. Even if you haven't seen it, you know, like, the running up the little steps at the Philadelphia play. You know the story. (laughs) You know the theme song, yeah. It's pop culture at this point. Yeah, It's it's a part of the lexicon. And uh, there's a certain kind of, like, nostalgia that goes with the series, and this kind of picks up. From where I guess Rocky Four left us off, and Creed One, and Creed One, right? Yeah. Um, so Michael B. Jordan is back as Adonis Johnson. That's Creed's or Apollo Creed's kid. Yeah, um, people's champ. Tessa Thompson, I like her a lot. She's back as his like love interest, Bianca. Yeah, and obviously uh, Stallone. Stallone's back, as, and then Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, is back <laughs> as, as Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. And then the kid uh, is played by, Victor Drago is played yeah. by uh, Florian Montenot. I don't I think know. he's German. That, that was the first time I'd seen that guy. All these other people, I have seen them, and I mostly like them. I don't know the Dolph Lundgren. I don't, uh, the guy who plays Ivan, I don't know him that well. Dude, but I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. Yeah. And so uh, going into this, the, the Coogler, the, you know, Creed, just yeah. the first film I thought was really good. It was surprisingly too. good. I was like, wow, this is actually fun, not only just fun to watch, but it had heart. Like, yeah. I walked away from it thinking, like, that was a, a, a great movie. Um, this movie, to me, it didn't get that far, but it was good. It was definitely good. It was well acted. Um, like I said, I like these characters. I like the actors in those roles. I, th- I think they kind of picked right back up where they left off. Um, it, nev- it didn't break through to, like, greatness to me, but it was good. Man, what do you I, think? I really like Michael B. Jordan's like energy that he gives the series. I feel like he's like the defibrillator bringing back like a, <laughs> no, a, a dead carcass right. of a Rocky series. Right, right. And it's got a totally new voice and like image and feel to it. And yeah. it's got this like new energy that's very it's much, revitalized yeah. it was needed and even stallone uh in, in, in rocky balboa in one of the scenes he says something like it's your time now kid or something like yeah. that so and, stallone has only been nominated like a few times he was nominated for the original rocky and then he was nominated for the original creed really yeah and i don't think he's ever won anything he's been nominated maybe Oh, he got nominated for best screenplay for writing the original Rocky. Did they? Did he win that? No, he's but only didn't been Rocky nominated win best three picture times. Or something like that? It didn't got best picture, but he didn't get best right, screenplay. Right, right. But um, I mean, I think it kind of goes to show like he plays that aged character well. No, he does. almost better weathered... than some of the original Rocky movies. Oh, uh, I think he absolutely just has a- kind of grown into that character, and it, he's like a good. He's like the Obi Wan, you know. <laughs> he's like the old well, wise. Just, it seems that who he is as a person, this kind of older, weathered 
yeah. experienced guy. Carl weathered. You know? <laughs> yeah. But like, it translates is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like his real person is probably identifiable. Some part of him is in the Balboa character, I'm sure, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was good. I, I would say, I would give it a 3.5. 3.5? I would say definitely go see it, uh, especially if you're into this franchise, if you're into, uh, if you like any of these actors. It's worth it. They all perform well. I just don't, to me, the the direction of it, it didn't it, it didn't well, take it all the way there. To me. It than, is a different director. Uh, uh, this was Stephen Capel Jr. I looked a little bit at some other stuff he'd done. I didn't recognize a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, that team up is it's just produced solid. results. You know, Black Panther, uh, Creed one, um, Fruitvale Station. I think they did together too. Oh, but like, yeah, I seen that one. they've just produced results. You know, and I feel like. And the next movie, uh, Coogler is making is apparently with him too. Really? Yeah. He's but yeah, what did you like, think of He's like his... his uh, Scorsese, DiCaprio, <laughs> yeah. or De Niro kind of thing. I love that. I actually love that. I, I like seeing them grow together. I think it's dope. But yeah, what did you think of this? What would Man, you give this? I really liked it. So for me, I've seen all the original Rocky movies. I guess I've seen everything in this series. And the Rocky movies, you know, kind of go up and down in terms of like silliness and over the top right. stuff. Right. Uh, Rocky Four is very much like a film of its time. It's like U.S. versus <laughs> Cold nice War. Like, still, America needs to fight Russia and win. Right, like, right. It is so that film laser focused on yeah. the propaganda. Yeah, and um, this kind of like brings some of that back, you know, a little bit into a, a kind of more realistic setting. Like yeah. Ivan Drago has more of like a character arc in this movie. You feel for his no, character. No, you do. You and do. the original I mean, one, point. he's just bad Russia he's, man. He's the opposition. He's like punching computers in a laboratory. I think that's a good point. And I, 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 that's that's definitely something to expound on is, like, is that all the characters were pretty well developed. Yeah. As far as, especially the kid and Ivan Drago, they had a, they had a timeline, a storyline that existed outside of this movie too, like what their last 30 years has looked like yeah, and how and it shaped it them rough. into the characters that, that they were. That is a That was solid about it. And they, it all made sense. Like, it made sense that they would be kind of, like, excommunicated. They've right. had this really rough past 30 years while watching Rocky in the limelight. As you a know, celebrity superstar boxer. Hero. Right. American, you know, hero guy. Right. Yeah, that is really so, interesting. Uh, to me, it's like a really like kind of realistic uh, follow up, and they I did a good job with that part of it. That, definitely, like, element of it. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I would, man, I had fun during this. I would. Give I had it, fun too. I'm, that's not to say I didn't have fun. There was a lot of good things about it. I had fun. The casting, I think, is really strong. I liked all the actors in their roles. I like all the actors. Um, saw, it was the direction that kind of sold it short for me, and I, I feel like I wished. I think that there were some a lot of positive developments there. The, the 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 characters were developed well, and I feel like the script held up. The performances were good, but I, it just didn't break through for me. But what, See, what are you gonna, I saw what are you gonna get? I saw a Dolby opening night, and it was a packed theater, and every punch just like <laughs> just seems like really visceral. Hits. Right, right, right. And so like. You know when he does the heavyweight fight, Adonis is the is the people's champ. He's the yeah. heavyweight champ. Yeah, and when this russian guy is trying to <laughs> is trying to challenge him for the belt i'm like man i would probably just sit this one out right know? right like i don't have that in me to train <laughs> to be a boxer <laughs> but it, so it, i like watching that it I had guess. lots of heart yeah 
Uh, I would give it. I'd give it a solid four. I'd say like I, if I you're think, a fan of the series, you're gonna love it. Yeah, and to me, like, because. I guess since then, like when I'm at the gym running, like I kind of get flashbacks <laughs> to those like montages. Those I'm underdog like, man, I moments. Need to, I need to, you know, step it up. Before we move on, I will say more. one of the thing I liked about it was that um, the timeline of the film. Like mm-hmm. I won't say what happens, but about halfway through, there are some setbacks for Michael B. Jordan's character that like, I just like that, that it was a little bit, it, the tension added up over the course of the movie to ultimately the fight between he and uh, Ivan Drago's Drago. kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, they really did a good job. They interact with each other a couple times. They fight a couple times, but yeah. they drew it out and they suspended it in a way that kept it really interesting. Yeah. And it made it more of like an edge of the seat kind of blockbuster thing. And I think they did a good job with that. Well, that and was, it's just a real personal point. fight, too. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil Rocky Four for you, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, Apollo Creed gets beat to death by Ivan Drago. Right. So obviously that's Adonis's There's father. There's so much stake in this fight for yeah. for Michael B. Jordan's character. He, you know, it's his dad's legacy. It's his legacy. It's Rocky's legacy. It's Rocky's it's legacy. It's America's <laughs> legacy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they did a good job with all that. So I went 3.5, you went 4. I did. I think go see it. It was yeah. it was good. And and uh, all the actors in that uh, were, were solid throughout. So Widows. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I see that and I'm just like I can't believe it Uh, so Steve McQueen he also directed 12 Years a Slave he directed some other stuff Um, obviously strong cast here strong director Viola Davis Uh, man there's too many to mention Robert Duvall Colin Farrell Liam Neeson Um, Get Out Guy What's his name? Man? I always forget his name. Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, who oh, yeah, I like a lot. Boy. Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, yeah, that's from Get Out. Amazing. Michelle um, Rodriguez. This is a strong cast. I see you, Michelle. It's kind of an insanely strong cast for the quality of material in my mind, but it elevated it for me. Well, um, I think that's kind of where this movie like hits home. Yeah, is that like all the performances are pretty spot on. You want to no, give a, a quick yeah? Yes, so let's set this thing episode? up. So. Um, yeah, this is a heist movie, and basically Widows sums it up kind of off top, is that there are some guys who are robbers, right? Thieves mm-hmm. of various materials, but always high-end thieves or whatever. Yeah. And those men are killed in a heist. Right. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to give too much away, but basically that's the setup. These women inherit some of the debt of their husbands, and they need to basically see their husband's last heist through to compensate for this debt. Yeah. Right? That's the gist. They're going off the playbook that right, the, that the, the husbands put together. And they they knew of their husband's enterprises, but by no means are they sophisticated thieves. They right. it's it's kind of this ragamuffin crew and they're trying to like put together their husband's last job. And see, and I think that's kind of where some pretty, of the, the charm setup, yeah? is in the movie is that these are just kind of they just inherit like you said inherited this Deed. Like, all right, we have to go pull off this heist to get X amount of money. And this isn't, you know, like a right. silly Melissa McCarthy movie. This is played more like, you know, a star-studded uh, yeah, drama. Cast yeah. drama movie. And, and I, th- yeah. I think that's where a lot of, like, the positives are in the movie. For me, it was, po- it was both good and bad. But um, I guess the implausibility of the script for me, just from the jump, I have issues with it. I just feel like, okay... Your husband's 
they are high-end thieves. They're really good at what they do. They right. make a lot of money. They're successful. They don't get caught. Great. How does that qualify you in any way for like pulling off some sophisticated heist and, and actually being able to see it through? That's the bit of it that I don't see happening. I see yeah. them getting shot and killed. Or I see them getting going to prison. I don't or see this. giving up. Yeah, like. yeah, I just don't <laughs> see this seeing it through to the point where it's like, oh, my husband owes you $2 million. Let me like go see his last heist. I'm going to do his heist. Yeah, <laughs> so like the implausibility of it, it bothers me a little bit off top. But I do think the cast, the performances, um, they were great. They were strong. Yeah. But it was it kind of played like a very um, derivative heist movie for me. There was a lot of like it seemed like a checklist a little bit, and that they were crossing off a lot of these uh, points of so interest for this kind of movie. That's what do a you very interesting point that you bring up because uh, Creed is also like kind of a typical boxing movie all these movies kind of are and uh, this is like the typical heist movie and every heist movie that there is has like these checklists like you said that they have to hit there's the big payout there's the opening scene opening big scene big heist scene there's the character who is not what they seem to be (laughs) there's the double cross you know (laughs) there's all these things and every single one of these movies has it so this movie has a big twist, but right. I was not surprised at all. Right. Because in the opening scene, I was like, huh, I wonder if... I wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah, like but, I've but seen in your head kind of filling Impossibles. In those I've seen, uh, <laughs> dude, The Town, you know, right, some right, really, right. really great heist movies. Right. I know that there's, things are not as they seem right. because I've seen this movie a right. few times. I guess the difference is, so to me, this... It's nothing like the Oceans films, but there is some parallel in that it it's about this cast, this larger ensemble cast, yeah. their perspectives, and the way that they chop up the duties of this job and ultimately how the heist informs like our experience as an audience, you know? Some of those things are similar, but in in the way that Oceans is aware of itself and makes it really fun, yeah. this movie is more like, I'm so serious, and and it just didn't get all the way there well, to there me. Well, there were like a few fun parts. Like no, when the girl fun, goes to but, buy the gun, but you and know what she's I'm saying? like using her Polish accent. Right, she's like, right. oh, my, my husband is a bad man. I need to have a gun. And she just walks out there with like three Glocks. And she's <laughs> she gets just, an like, American woman. She's like, the, the woman's like, you need three? And she's like, I need one for every room. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. but like, but it's do you like know what this I'm saying? Girl in overalls. But do you know what I'm saying? In that, it, it wasn't entirely self-aware. It it didn't acknowledge yeah. the 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 implausibility of the plot. In my mind, it it made it was more of a serious movie, and so there were some shortcomings there for me. Just in that, it didn't seem to uh, elevate beyond. Like I guess even in the in the performances and some of the performances, I kind of felt like. There were characters I had seen on screen before just played by different actors. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could see Pesci. I could see Pesci and Daniel Kaluuya's character. I could see... I could see Ben Affleck. The Town is a great heist oh, movie. Oh, it's, it's it's very good. It's awesome. Strong. Or, quite he, strong, or you talked about Heat earlier. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch a heist movie, like those Heat are the, is... Yeah. Those are gold Heat standards. Heat, to me, is, is the best of the best. There are scenes in that movie that really just, like... I, I think they, they kind of inspired movies like dark knight movies like with oh, that yeah. kind of scope and like where trucks are actually getting blown over and and like the gunshots appear to be very visceral and and they're mixed loud and all that stuff anyway Dude, so so super quick just because <laughs> i happened to watch this the other day i was watching this thing with danny trejo and they were asking him about like his most iconic roles 
And so they're like, what about heat? And he's like, oh, heat. He's like, here, man, I got a story to tell you. He's like, the first time I ever met Val Kilmer, he was holding a mask and he was like, I just turned down $40 million to for Batman because I never want to wear a mask again. And it was like the day they were shooting the heist scene. It was like the first day they worked together, and he just puts the mask on and like walks oh off. Oh my gosh, that is funny. See, that's the thing is like, I guess the movies of this kind, there are some that are so strong for me yeah, that I have yeah. that way to measure it. And again, it's about expectations because I ha- I see something like Heat, and I'm like, to me, that's perfect. And then I see something like this, and I'm like, oh, well, this was good, but there were some places there where it it it, it didn't ring quite true for me. I would give this movie. Again, I'd say, I'd say three and a half. But I didn't. So the one thing I didn't really finish it because again, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the emergency. Through, uh... <laughs> so we talked about this last time was that uh, the emergency lights and the the sirens went off at the theater, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It happened what, again. I don't same know how theater, that's possible. And I missed the last like 15, 20 minutes of this. I got to be honest. So I can't. I can't say that I can fully judge it. But from what I saw. And what you told me was, you know, what I inferred about the ending, what you told me. The spoilers I gave. I would say three and a half. I'd say go see it. It was fun. It was good. It didn't break through to uh, anything uh, extraordinary for me, but it was entertaining. What do you think? Man, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good today. It's a nice day outside. We both have the day off, I think. Yeah, we both (laughs) have the day off work. Um, I'm just feeling happy. I would give this movie... Four stars, but like a different oh, kind man. of four stars I see. than Creed. No, I, right. Because it's enjoyable. There's a twist. If you don't get out to the movies much and you just like want to kill a couple hours with, with your it's, girlfriend or with it's, your friend. Yeah, it's worth it 100% in that yeah, way. Yeah, I is. mean, I, you're going to get something out of it. There's stakes that are high. There's a like a it's plot. entertaining. There's a heist they're planning and right. a payoff. The cast and then, uh, in and of itself is, is entertaining. What's, Viola Davis has this little dog. I love her, Olivia. Man. I remember her. her little dog that's like stepping around the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah. time. And the whole time I was like, man, I need to get a dog. Like, that's a pretty cool dog. That is, to me, that that's... That was my s- big takeaway from the movie. It's like, I'm going to get a dog <laughs> one day. <laughs> so I gave it three and a half. You gave it four. I gave it and four. And I'd say go see it. It was fun. Um, I'm looking at this cast. I still can't believe it. Dude, it's pretty insane. Robert Duvall is still alive. And He's he in was, this movie, but he was so good too. Yeah, like I, I, he you was one of the people. His character. I, he was one of the people who I, I actually really enjoyed his time on screen. Um, yeah, go check that one out. So we're gonna close with Green Book. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm <laughs> this not... one had a lot. This is what I. This is kind of the one that I wanted to get to as far as expectations because I was excited to see this movie and from the time that I started seeing it even pop up in trailers and on Rotten Tomatoes, like as an advance, I was reading about it and that it was doing really well at the international film festivals and Mm -hmm. it gotten a couple standing ovations. And I was like, well, that's, that's doesn't happen all the time. Like this is probably gonna be really good. So my, my expectations of this movie were really high. Um, set this one up real fast. So this is based on a true story. Um, it is about Dr. What's his name? Don Shirley. Dr. Don Shirley, who's a professor, kind of piano professor. He's, he's a, a doctorate of, uh, he was a doctorate of psychology too. He had like several. Different several degrees and in, in, in very high. Uh, yeah, he went, even though he was a very um, affluent piano player and he was really famous in New York where he was from, he right. kind of went on a uh, tour of the South during right. the early 60s and he hires Tony Lip. 
who's uh, played by Viggo Mortensen. Right, to be his driver and his uh, kind of go-to guy, right, his, his right. guy who's going to take care of the biz, the business. If the, it, the business, if it gets down to you know uh, a not so pleasant situation, which is kind of inevitable on their course. Right. Um, this was, I mean, it was good. It was good. I, I can't, it definitely wasn't bad, but I had really high expectations of this movie. And uh, I love both of these actors, Mahershala Ali, Moonlight. Oh, yeah, amazing. Awesome. Place amazing. Beyond the Pines. Like, he's oh, in some that's good right. stuff, man. man. I love that movie, too. I, I really that's, love yeah, that movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, another, like, I, I like a lot of his stuff. I like, um, I mean, he's just capable of doing really great work. Yeah, he's um, awesome. And so, in seeing this, I was really, and they delivered. I think the 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 bit of it that didn't go take it all the way there for me was I didn't like the way the movie looked off top. Like in the first five to ten minutes, I felt like it read really commercial somehow, and I don't mean just like to sell the film. I just mean like it looked a certain way that just felt like. You mean like, perfect, like the too, color saturation? Yeah, just and... yeah, yeah. The the color correction, the the, the palette they did, they that they chose to use, the lenses that they chose to shoot on, the way they yeah. chose to shift the focus from front seat to back seat over and over again. Just all those little things that like a, I wasn't crazy about with it. Um, the performances were really good. I will say that. I think that they took the material as far as it could possibly go. It just felt like the material to me was kind of like Hallmark movie-ish. Well, some of that has to do with the direction because right before this, we looked up uh, what is it, Peter Farrelly? Peter Farrelly from the Farrelly Brothers. So this they directed something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, stuff that's shot like comedies. So I think that's probably some of what you're picking up on is like this is his first or shallow how hall pass (laughs) like some goofy shit. So to my knowledge, like this is one of his first like dramatic kind of more more you know serious this movies that he's This directed. isn't the wheelhouse for Peter Farrelly, but he, I mean... And, this and, is not and, Dumb and Dumber. And in that case, he did very well, considering. But my expectations were much higher than that, I because guess. Because of Mahershala Ali and, and Viggo Vig- yeah, Mortensen. Um, See, and I think that's where the movie really shined, is like that, that interaction. It was uh, good. Man, Viggo Mortensen, like, carried all the, all the comedic elements really well. Like, even just his little faces he made... When he's like driving around eating fried chicken, when he's you breaking like, my bulls? Tony, <laughs> Tony, can you put the cigarette up? What are you talking? I'm doing all the work here. I'm the one smoking it. <laughs> this place is a shit. This place looks like my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was some trouble in there for me. Sometimes I've seen Vigo in Eastern Promises, and so sometimes his Italian accent almost read a little Russian to me. And, and but it was almost more comical than anything. Yeah, but but he's I, got like a gut. Like yeah, he's not, not handsome at all. He's like this big Italian. What I really liked heavyweight. about this movie was their interaction, the 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 care that existed between them. Yeah, uh, and that Vigo genuinely was interested in this guy's well being and respected him as an artist and a musician and as a man and like wanted him to be all right and like not have trouble down there you yeah. know what i mean and he grew as a person in real life you know it shows at the end of the movie in real life they were friends until Through the their very life, yeah. end um and there was one scene in particular where it really there were some it had tons of heart you know there were yeah. definitely multiple moments in the movie for me where i felt emotional watching it or i felt impacted in the beginning of the movie we see mortensen's character 
he has two young black men in his home basically working on the a dishwasher they're so, like yeah they're fixing something or, the or, or installing or something. something and he basically his wife uh makes sure they have some beverages they have some lemonade or something and yeah. then they they uh they exit the home, and after that, he throws the glasses to away, which reveals a lot about his character in that he's obviously prejudiced, ignorant, prejudiced, mm. and, and he has some racist motivation as far as, like, he doesn't think he should be drinking after these two young black men. Well, it was a product of that time, too. Right. It's early but 60s. and What I'm getting at is that there's another scene in the film where he he shows his loyalty to Mahershala Ali's character, and he's... He, He's shown as being changed, you know? Yeah. I think they showed that in the beginning of the movie to show that by by the middle point, by the end, that he was not only um, willing to to spend time with a, a younger black man, but, like, that he was, like, willing to work for him, to take care of him, to, like, yeah. make sure he was, he was, like, holy. Be actual friends with right, him. Right, right. It grows from, like, an employee, kind of employee-employer relationship to an actual friendship. It's not just about the money. At a certain point, he, he reveals it's more than that. He, he yeah. gets another, he potentially gets another offer that would be more lucrative, and he turns it down to stay with, with Dr. Shirley. Right, and so he, I, I liked those parts of the movie for me. Those were the most impactful moments. Like, those were the parts where I really was was like, wow, that, that you know, strong. Man, I like the scene. So uh, Mahershala Ali's character, Dr. Shirley, um, you know, he's kind of composed more classical-based music, but it's not actually, he says during the movie he's not playing Chopin. You right. Know, like, he's doing his own arrangements. Right. And there's a part at the end where they turned down a huge show in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, because of some, you know... Completely some messed up, you know, uh, kind of situation. circumstances, right? That. Right. So they turn it down and go to a dive bar down the street just to get some dinner. <laughs> right, right. And Mahershala Ali jumps on the piano. He's and talking to the bartender, right. and she kind of tells him, like, oh, if you're this great piano player... Show me. Yeah, it's yeah. right over there. And he kind of... In real life, this would be a totally improv thing. It'd be him just jumping on the piano, right. playing some like ragtime stuff. And well, he then plays a piece. He plays Chopin, and then I he think. plays the the blues, and right. he like slays. He's like incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. The bar completely stops. Everyone's right. silent, and then the horn player jumps on. And yeah, the, to me, I like those elements because like that's what I would have wanted to see in real life. Like, yeah, this guy just turned down this huge concert, <laughs> but we're partying over right, here. Right. Like, this is the real. The right. real fun thing. Well, and, and at that moment, his character is also, he has been living with in, in affluence for some time, and so he hasn't spent a lot of time around other black people. Right, and because so, he's, he's wealthy, he's very right. educated, and he lives literally above Carnegie Hall in right. the apartment. Right, he's been separated from the African-American community, and here he is existing inside of it and not only existing inside of it but like flourishing and making friends and and, right. and and really establishing community so both of them are made better by their experiences with each other yeah that's those the kind of the parts of the really movie like. that were the strongest points for sure that was yeah. kind of what i was trying to say earlier was the parts with where the characters actually grew as people and then you you realize that they these were actual people with actual prejudices and actual yeah. you know assumptions that were over time you know they disappeared and they became actual friends which is you know that was the strength of the movie for me right. i would say i would give this uh, again i'm going to say 3.5 i think Man. it was good i'd say go see it it was entertaining i liked what they did on screen um the direction for me it didn't it was not 
uh, great. I feel like I like it more now that I know that this is like a. And my expectations like, were super director. high again. Like I would say, otherwise, I might give this a four. But because my expectations were so high, it there were some moments in it that that didn't. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like those performances were so good, but the way that they were captured, the way that they were photographed, something about the way that the movie was kind of framed, it was just too perfect or something. I get it that. was a little light. It had a lot of heart, but like it didn't, these are some tough issues and there's, there, <laughs> there's more there. I feel like that they didn't quite get, it didn't get 100% out of it. I, I get that, what you're saying. Cause you know what I'm like saying? in movies like this, especially movies based on real life, they show the pictures at the end. They remained friends until they died one month apart yes. from each other. Right. <laughs> and then you're thinking, like, I wonder if, like, they really did, like, all these things like this. I wonder if, like, their real relationship was To what extent there's like dramatization this. involved. Well, I'm right. sure that they, the, that relationship is real. I kn- I'm positive that they, that they made each other better, that they both yeah, grew from the but experience. it seems like there's probably some, like, lower lows and higher, higher highs. Yeah, that's a, exactly. I just feel like... Um, we saw some of the ugly truth behind the South and the racism that's ex- always existed in the South yeah. and the ways that we've treated African-Americans here over hi- just the course of history. But we, it, it, and it, it did a good job, but it just, there was something about it that just read a little bit like a Hallmark kind of like picture perfect movie to me. And, yeah. and that didn't ring all the way true, but I do think it was entertaining. It was very good. The performances are strong. I'd say 3.5. What are you, what are you giving this? Man, I'm, I'm feeling good today. <laughs> is I this think, all fours? Yeah, I think I'm going to give it another four because <laughs> my expectations were like a little bit lower, I guess, than yours. Well, I also this. was telling you that I didn't think it was, it broke through for me. So that right. And I kind of saw this one. It was the last one out of these three. I saw us went and saw it last night. And for some reason, the way the trailer was edited to me seemed like a little cheese it was, factor. It was grasping for that Oscar, like right. this is the movie, you know? Right. And to me, that's off-putting. See, that's like, how the movie felt for me. Huh? You see, for you, it didn't feel that way. Obviously, you, well, you thought it was better because than that. I went into it with like a negative connotation. Right, right. Like, oh, this is. Did you ever see that movie Seven Pounds with Will Smith? I did. Where they like tried to recreate like the strength of. Pursuit of Happiness, but it didn't work. Right, right, right. And the movie flopped. Right. To me, watching the trailer, I was like, I think they're trying like too, too hard. hard to like push this for and this kind of a uh, film. Yeah, and I saw the trailer so many times, you know, because we go to the movies all the time. Right. So I've probably seen this trailer like ten times, and to me, it didn't. I don't know something about it. Just like didn't feel like it was going to be great to me. So I had low. Expectations. expectations and i went into Which it is, well, yeah, it's got like comes right some back comedic to where we moments it's got great acting and it right. elevated it to me to the like, point where higher it, than what i was expecting otherwise so, yeah i give it a four it was good i'd say go see it check it out so to review it's all 3.5s we should <laughs> for so me and because, all four three, because we so reviewed a boxing movie we should uh give like the heavyweight champ <laughs> of like the three and a halfs and the 4.0. So wait, who who? What was the best one? So you, you think? Yeah, you gave everything a mm. 3.5. What was your favorite out of those three? The one, the one that I would see again would probably be. Uh, I'd probably see Creed one more time. I think I'd probably agree on that. So that one has repeat value for me. Yeah. Um, the other ones were good too. I mean, they it was but that's all the heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I'd agree, man. I I really had fun in that one. I think a lot of people are gonna like it too. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. It ended up being a better week than we thought. I, I yeah. thought one of these was going to turn out bad. Personally, I thought Widows was going to be garbage. Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was It was actually pretty good. Yeah. 
So we uh, we messed up and accidentally <laughs> saw three good movies. <laughs> Next week we'll be back with uh, your Robin regularly Hood. scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, get out there, go to the movies. This is movie night with John. And Sean. <laughs> <laughs>